Welcome to uh, the second official episode of Bachelor Massacre Season 2, where we will be discussing Bachelor Season 27, Week 2. I am here with my main man. You may recognize his voice. He's been featured uh, in some form or another on all the uh, Sparse Mansion Media podcasts. The only mm -hmm. two-time guest on Coronatos. Ladies and yes, gentlemen, sir. Mr. Scotty Boombox. Oh, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. It's a great honor. Uh, big fan of season one of Bachelor Massacre. I uh, want to shout out uh, Amanda. Manny says, tough act to follow, but uh, I've done my homework here. So hopefully, hopefully I'm uh, that my that my preparation comes through. You know, I'm almost like a Jesse, uh, Jesse Palmer to her chris harrison if you will we'll see what she thinks about that scotty let me ask you what is your relationship with bachelor nation and the bachelor bachelorette franchises how, how did you yes. get into it uh how long have you been mm -hmm. fucking with it etc cetera, etc cetera? uh this show has been a, a staple of uh trash television with my wonderful wife whitney i've uh, watched it many many seasons no lie though I, I did fall off the last few seasons post i think it was matt when they shot in nema Colin. Yes, yeah. Matt James's season was at. Are you from? Yeah, were you familiar I, with that place, Nima Nima Collin? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a destination uh, choice choice resort. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, as we all know from watching that season. Um, and then a big Bachelor in Paradise fan. Almost became more of a fan of Bachelor in Paradise because it was. I think it was more entertaining and there was more, it was less formulaic. I, th I think many of us at this point in time are bigger fans of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. I always appreciated the campiness of the production values, right? Like, like they're starting to get there now with the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, I feel like they're just like a couple sound effects away from kind of being tongue in cheek, you know, where they're talking about the driveway being hosed down when they're talking about. Uh, some of the like sounds and the music that they're choosing, it's like they're just like one boiling, you know, away from like like or like a sad trombone or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, exactly. Like they're they're getting into it um, uh, way further in Bachelor in in um, in Paradise for sure, which I appreciate. Uh, let's just get right in. I I'd like to start mm. with a segment called "Who the f are these random ass hoes." Uh, mm. I actually don't have a segment. I just really wanted an excuse to uh, to hit that sample. But we are in uh, we are in week two. Mm -hmm. They're settling into the mansion. I love you bringing up the uh, the hose down driveway, by the way, because the, the driveway is indeed always wet. Am, is that, am I correct? Yeah, always wet. Listening. I mean, I, that was the only part where I was yelling at your first podcast because that is a well known fact. From a like, it makes it shiny. And by the way, the outside of the mansion now at this point just looks like. It's like a bad joke of itself. Like it's uplit with six different colors. I see it again and I haven't seen it in so long. And I'm like, what is going on with these, with the look? It's like a, it's like, it's almost like Disney's haunted mansion or something, you know? Morning, Balin. How did you feel about Zach's body hair trim job? Very itchy looking. Uh, <laughs> the shower scene was one of the most uncomfortable. I thought he was going to like snag his loofah. Uh, it's, it's very... It's very, it's very uncomfortable to watch. And let me just also say, uh, I watched episode two live and I have not watched live television in a very long time. 
the commercials. Wow. I mean, just, I felt like I was in a time warp. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm watching real television with real, like I could get up to go, you know, flip the laundry or grab a drink or whatever. Bizarre. I love using commercials to deduce target audiences. Mm -hmm, mm. Do you oh, remember yes, some you. of, do you remember some of the commercials that you saw? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nervine, uh, nerve relief. Uh, <gasps> I'm the target market. I guess you're, uh, you know, you get to that age where they have a pill for your tingly toes. Uh, that's a thing that <laughs> okay. they sell to older people that are watching. They're still watching, uh, the bachelor. So yeah, Nervine nerve relief, uh, really struck home with me. Uh, I, I definitely uh, Googled it on my phone. Okay, sick. How are your toes? Are they tingling? Uh, every now and again, yeah. I get the tingles in a silly place. I think it's just, uh, I'm like a fine wine, uh, yeah. I think, but uh, my toes are not. They're... Uh, they're a disaster, apparently. Well, you look you look amazing on this on this Zoom. Um, no filter. Mm -hmm. You look you look fantastic. I don't know. There's low filter. What are some of your uh, What are some of your opening notes? Let's just dive into uh, the fact that uh, Lotto. Did I say her name right? Yeah, it's spelled with Lotto. an A, but everyone's been pronouncing it Lotto. So I, I listened Lotto. to some podcasts where they talked yeah. about her as well. So it's it's Lotto. I mean, I'm always impressed at what is okay on TV in the at that eight o'clock Eastern hour. Like a lot of coming out and just saying bad bitch like 50 times on and the eight o'clock hour is like, to me, I just get, I was laughing. Like just, I could not believe that like, it's like, yep, this is where we are in America. Um, a lot of comes out. It's like, um, there is no worse one, two matchup of Zach and Lotto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like, it's like. I know, I'm, I mean, not to be totally like racial, but like, you know, a yin yang is a white and black, you know, sort of a thing. But like, there was like a visual yin yang. I mean, like personalities. Uh, yeah. Every, I mean, are. everything. Yeah. It was, Vis it was uh, mental and physical. <laughs> Absolute. Yeah. Absolute. It's funny that you're talking about them saying, you know, bad bitch energy on, on TV at eight o'clock, because I was thinking about how those women, it was, I, I, it was so bright out. I mean, it was, it was like 11, it was like 11 in the morning and they just yeah. stick him in a dark studio and then they have to start grinding on Zach immediately. Yeah, catwalking, and, yeah. And it, yeah, like they probably haven't had any drinks. It's early in the day. Like, you know, what a terrible time to be doing basically night, super nighttime vibes and the early afternoon. Well, except for crazy cat eyes. Cat is like, she's like up for this because she's a dancer or whatever. And she, you know she's instantly doing splits on the floor, you know, like on command. Right, she dropped into that split. Yeah, she dropped. You know, what kind real... of dancer do we think she is? Though she's a really terrible dresser. Her dress at the rose ceremony of this episode was absolutely hideous. It might be why she got sent home, but that's a little spoiler. Hello, hello. Uh, but I was shocked at how powerfully uncomfortable it was right out of the gate. I mean their ability to drum up that uncomfortableness is amazing. I mean, you have to give them um, a lot of kudos for there, but at the point where they're going to release, they're opening like the doors and they cut to commercial. Like, who did you think like the bad bitches were going to be behind the door? Like, did you have any guesses? That's a great question. Well, first I thought for a second, it was going to be like little kids. Cause it was going to be like, ha ha. Right. But then I was like, they're not, they're not calling little kids, bad bitches. Like they're, Lotto, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not yeah, doing that. Yeah. And then I was like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the other girls. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be some, some like promotional tie in. Like I had written down 80 for Brady, you know, like the 80 for Brady crew. I wrote down uh, pussycat dolls. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were all having to 
pick like which pussycat doll they were going to be. Yeah. Like the whole thing had like a weird Spice Girls vibe or something. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was so funny that there, the whole, that whole segment towed the line between like self-esteem, uh, you know, you know, you know, powerful women, da, 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 da. Um, and then like, they literally brought back past contestants who were well known for being bullies. And you're like, what? Yeah, it was just no such doubt. a weird plot twist. It was I mean, a weird twist. I'm sorry, but uh, I just can't help myself. I mean, Victoria Filler, Victoria Filler, Victoria Fuller, that's a badass bitch. That is mm -hmm. that is a bad bitch. So for those that don't know, just let me just sum this up real quick. Lotto is an artist uh, famous for the song on the radio, Big, Big, Big Energy. Big something energy, but it's big dick energy, I believe, That's is right. the, the right. album album version. And so she was here helping uh, Zach. Basically, I've also seen this uh, refer this season referred to as the Zatchelor, which I think is pretty hilarious. Because mm. he, he is a Z Z A C H Zach and not a mm. Z A C K Zach. Okay. He's a Zach. Verzachi? What was his TJ name? Verzachi. Oh, God. Yeah, real okay. bad. Really bad, really bad. Um, I'm sure you were dying at all that being uh, an actual oh. DJ um, oh. yourself. Okay. But so, so Lotto was there helping every uh, everybody find their uh, bad bitch energy, right? That's right. That's Which right. Um, apparently means feeling good and being confident. Yeah. Well, there was a two part, right? The first one was you got a sachet with some props, right? Bailey had the pink wig. There was like morning, Balin. There was the uh, dram, like the money gun that shoots money. Um, there was all these different props. And that was part one. But part two was like, you have to give a impromptu speech about a time in your life where you had to like rustle up your own, like, you know, like bad bitch energy. And some of them appeared to be like super awkwardly heartfelt about like times that they had to overcome stuff in their life, like after they like sashayed down this thing. It was very strange. That gave them the real setup though for... Oh, he really right, right, inserted yeah. his uh, his hot take on what bad bitch energy meant, which and, was not um, what Lotto's again, not what I think Lotto's. Yeah, the, it was a it was a dichotomy of events, definitely. Also, uh, another note: I have a uh, so much light denim. There was a lot of light denim in that room. I think I think everyone was clad in light denim. And then I think my this goes to the to the production <laughs> values that I've seen on this. Like the music choices, the fashion choices, the sound effect choices, the lighting. It's like uh they're cutting corners, you know. Yeah. Well, one of the we'll we'll get to this, but for the for the after party, a lot of the recaps I looked at kept referring to it as taking place in like a furniture store or like a furniture warehouse. I didn't really notice, but I guess there was just like random random furniture everywhere. They're just basically they just shoot in abandoned buildings. Um, yeah, at, at this sure. point in time, Kylie did a pretty good job in the sachet part. She had the angel wings. She did the very aggressive dance. Kylie reminds me of Maya Rudolph doing her Beyonce impression. My God, that was so, yes, that's amazing. Yes. She's, she's one of the trio of nurses. Actually, I think there's four nurses. I think she's one of the four nurses, right? There's a Kylie lot is. of nurses. There might even be more than four. There's definitely yeah. at least four. There's like a postpartum nurse, an ER nurse, a dermatologist. Kylie's a special kind of nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to be a uh, an NBA dancer though, apparently. And she's from Charlotte. That makes so sense. So it'd be sick yeah. if she had if she danced for um the Hornets. God bless them. That's right. 
Did you see Davia? And I hope I hope I'm saying that right because that's not a name that I'm used it's to. Davia, or it might be Davia. It might be Davia. Davia. Okay, Davia. Davia. Like literally admitting in her one-on-one -on -one camera time that she was mad turned on by Mercedes on the catwalk. Like, oh yeah, she gave first, her the, she gave her her flowers first. for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was like, did you see Mercedes? Like they had to put it in the show because she she was smitten. Yeah. And, uh, Whatever, it's 2023, you know, get after it. Let's do a little side. You know, that that's a future connection in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, no doubt. No. Oh, yeah. Wow. Great idea. We need we need more stuff like that on there. True or false? True or mm. false? Bad bitches don't cry. Wow. That was one of the quotes of the night. That's for sure. Uh, I'm going to say true because there was no way that uh, the woman who said it later was actually crying. <laughs> Are you talking about Tajwan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. I mean, not even not even alligator tears. You know, she she was just touching her perfectly dry, not bloodshot <laughs> eyes. <laughs> well, when the um, when the producer also, when the producer told her it was okay, that was yeah. that was also a very winning moment. That was a great quote that came out of that section. The other great quote that came out of that section was, "There's no drama on Bad Bitch Night." Wow. No drama on Bad Bitch Night was the perfect precursor to there actually being drama on Bad Bitch Night, right? When wow. Taj walks in and uh, when she walks in, I mean, you can rely on it every single time, like death and taxes, cat's crazy eyes. You just got to cut to her for the most hilarious reaction to any situation. She's like a Muppet. You know what I mean? She's like a Muppet where like there's big eyes, but the pupils are like loose in the dome and they just kind of shake around. That's exactly how I was trying to describe on the last episode when I was talking to Mandy and I said that that, that woman, Sonia, looked like her eyes would be all swirling around and stuff. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I, uh, and I was trying to like not make it sound like I meant that she had like a wandering eye or something, but just that like, it's like cartoon, you know, the cartoon, like where the, where the pupils are just like, ah, just like rattling around in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's the, uh, the Justin, you remember, uh, the, uh, Justin, I can't remember his last name. He was on the most recent season of Paradise. He was on Katie Thurston's season. He's got all those memes of him just making crazy faces. Yes, yes. He's been yeah. the most uh, the most sort of famous uh, cut to foreign expression person of the last couple years. But um, Kat definitely uh, cemented her place up there with the greats. Yeah, she's trying to take that crown. That's for sure. That's for sure. Then we've got our one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I don't need to see her full name anymore. You know what I mean? We know she's Christina Mandrell. She never yeah. talks about it. Just in her own defense, like, she doesn't ever talk about that. That's not part of her identity. You know what I mean? She's a mom. She's a whatever country girl, whatever she is. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, I, I her identity is not mom. is not the the being. So she's the niece. I think she's Barbara Mandrell's niece. Like, we, mm -hmm. we it doesn't matter. We don't need to keep seeing her last name. It's so frustrating to me when I see her last name on there and nobody else's. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a part of her her like deal, right? Like like she signed, like a part of her deal was that she would get her full name every single time. Oh, do you think maybe she negotiated that? Cause she's mm -hmm. a content creator and she wants that. I she love wants that, that look up. title, yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. I forgot she was a mom. Like when that came up, I, I forgot that that was, that she was a mom. And then I started to like 
think back to her like drawing on the bus and stuff. Well, do you remember her her intro piece in the in the beginning of the first episode? She was one of the people who got their own profile, and it was basically just her and her daughter and just like outfit changes. It was like her and her daughter like on a rock, her and her daughter in the backyard, her on and her daughter posing on a bench, her and you know, and it it was very sweet, but it was just constantly like it was just them in like flipping different outfits. I love that prior going into that one on one. Christina Mandrell is talking to someone else in the house and she says like, and this other woman says to her, he doesn't even know about your daughter and stuff. And then Christina's like, yeah, I know we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like it's almost like, I mean, I just can't, I guess being a parent myself, I was blown away by the fact that like, that like, how do you not, like even let it slip that you're a parent. Like how long, how many days was she there? Right. Before that one-on-one -on -one? and like, he didn't see like the screen. I guess you're not allowed to have like your phones, but like, it's just far out to me. I mean, part of it is like the production setup, right? Like, like you're going to drop this on him later. Right. But like, I can't believe like she goes, you know, four or five days without him knowing that. Yeah. I have a kid. I don't know. I imagine that there's probably some trepidation about that. You know, another thing I want to just point out real quick that I forgot about when I was recording the previous episodes and talking about how young some of the um, the contestants were. But, you know, Zach is only 26. He looks way older than 26, bro. He does. And when he was making out with Jess, who was 23, I was like, dude, look at him kissing this child. And I'm like, they're only three years apart. Like yeah. Greer being yeah. 24, 25, whatever the hell she is. I was like, oh God, she's so young, but they're, they're actually like very close in age. So it's really not that crazy, but 26, you know, Zach is, Zach probably does not want to have kids yet. And I'm sure she probably, uh, senses that, uh, perhaps that was pretty obvious in his reaction. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, no <laughs> doubt when, you know, so Christina's interesting because I found her definitely growing on me. I was not into mm -hmm. her at all uh, in the first episode. I didn't find her attractive and I found her annoying. Um, she looked really cute this episode. She seemed really cool later uh, in this episode where there's some some drama. She seems to handle it pretty well. If you recall, she, mm -hmm. she didn't get upset when um, that... Um, the other contestant yeah. had the same dress. No, just went no. And in, in the previous episode, in the very first episode, when they were doing the arrivals, um, or when they were just hanging out at the mansion after arriving, someone had the same dress, just in a different color. Mm. And she could have been like really catty about it, but she was really cool about it. Anyway, I think she's cool. This is something that uh, comes up, which makes neither of them uh, seem very cool. First concert. Nickelback. She proceeds to say that she loves Nickelback. There's a pause, though, where she could possibly be deciding, okay, am I going to just say I like Nickelback, too? Or should I lean into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was a, that, that, that was a huge shock because I thought during this segment there, were, there was a real full pendulum swing for Zach. One, he said Nickelback was his first concert. Two... When he gets in that white airwolf like helicopter, <laughs> like that's the first time where he looks the part and he finally gets like a smidge of being cool. Like it had both angles. Like he looked cool in the helicopter, you know, matched, you know, against, you know, Nickelback being his first concert. Yeah, Nickelback is probably gonna trump most cool things. Uh, I feel like Nickelback will always kind of be at the forefront. But I, I wanted to ask, you know, Christina, I, I feel like 
a lot of people probably got won over um, watching their date. I thought she was so annoying in the first episode when um, it was announced that she was the first one-on-one. I wrote down producer pick 100%. Oh, I was dude, like, there's, I there's no I... fucking way that he picked her to be his first one-on-one after some of the other connections that he had, which were way more intense, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I 100% thought the same thing. I thought she had like a, you know, one, getting her full last name every time. I thought she had a prepackaged cameo deal. Like- you know, I have to get one of the first cameos as well. If you can use the Mandrell family name. Yeah. You know? Right. And so sure. I thought it was going to be bad, but I got to give it to her. Like she, what the situation was and where she had to be, you know, she took a, this sweet helicopter to his mom's house for what seemed for to the, be like for the, the birthday barbecue. Yeah. For like a, what seemed to be a okay party being that nice, was you know BBQ I mean? energy uh, right there. Wow. <laughs> I think she handled big, big bar big barbecue energy. Big barbecue. Yeah. Lotta <laughs> would have just killed it there at that party. Oh, definitely. Um I'm gonna kill myself later if I don't know if I'm like pronouncing her name wrong this entire time. Every <laughs> everything I've heard on the show they said Lotto Lotta. on the podcast okay. I listened to about her appearance on the show. Yeah. They said Lotto. So I thought she did sweet. She was very sweet to Every member of the family, the cousins, the one-off, she held herself well. Um, she, her, I mean, f- as far as a first date, her performance with his family, I thought she knocked it out of the park. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, like I get, you know, I get it. Okay, you know, so. After the uh, the fun barbecue part of the date, they go to the dinner portion where you know, it's pretty much, obviously we knew this ahead of time because the way she lined it up, but there's always uh, the trauma dump, you know, Mm -hmm. you're pretty much guaranteed a proper trauma dump (laughs) at the Din Din. And um, she hit him with the fact that she is with child, uh, with a five-year-old child named- uh, I was going to say, she's (laughs) also pregnant. Named Blakely, Blakely Lively, named uh, Blakely, Blakely May- uh, I mean, she, for all of her steps forward for how she performed at the barbecue and like seemingly like she was cool that the way she turns on that Southern accent, when she says, yeah, she's my Blakely May. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, what? Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. I'm like, you, got, you can't say a name stop. like Blakely May without getting a little Blakely bit, May. getting a like, little bit, uh, uh, country with okay. it. Zach, uh, Zach did not look stoked on that reveal. Right. He did not. Morning, Balin. <laughs> I, was, I was like, he could not have looked more uh, kind of, I don't know that horrified was the right word, but like, I feel like he has no, no poker face whatsoever. And so his reaction was 100% truthful, which I kind of respected. But like, also it was like, you know, his, she tells him all about it. And like, one of the notes I wrote down was like, was that he said like he's not sure if he's ready and it was like well that was obvious after the last three minutes of you hemming and hawing and huffing and puffing and like obviously having the cute the the biggest physical reaction to someone's news yeah and he definitely got awkward where he's like uh yeah blakely uh she's probably got a great attitude or something he said something like that like like what are you talking about dude i could tell you're a great mom like yeah okay good all nice things to say but like I'm not sure if I'm ready. Well, yeah, you've been obviously blindsided. 
like by design, you've been blindsided and they wait till you're drunk. Like, I mean, not like smash drunk, but like you had drinks at mom's mom's, you know, mom's party, right? You had drinks at dinner and now the big reveal, you know? So I don't know. He, he kind of got set up to have a big, you know, choice, kind of like a reaction anyways, but I don't know. It was, um, and then she, she gives him like credit. She gives him like this kudos for like, oh, he was so honest. I was like, oh, well, I will say, you know, Zach, I feel like his reaction was despite, you know, his poker face is obviously not good, but he, he, his reactions are, uh, I don't think real is the word I'm looking for, but, but they're genuine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, genuine is the word yeah, I'm looking yeah, for. And, yeah. and when he was talking in the confessional and he was like, yeah, you know, I do want to have a family, but I don't, you know, basically saying like, do I, I want to have, have some now? fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to have some fun for a little bit. And it, there's a bit of the, the toss up where like, she's not asking him to be daddy. You know what I mean? Mm. She never said, I mean, she, well, maybe she did say she's looking for a father, but actually, didn't she say, I'm not looking for a husband. I'm looking for a father. Did I make that up? I don't know. Don't quote she me on said that. She, she wants to not raise this child alone, By her, which right, makes alone. sense. Right. But yeah. I feel like at the same time, you know, this conversation was about acknowledging the existence of her daughter and not about Zach having to all of a sudden feel like he's got to be her dad. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I thought his, I thought his, his, his take on it was, was realistic, you know, at yeah, the very yeah, least. Agreed, agreed. And, uh, I probably would have myself may have ended up handling it similarly. I mean, I, I wanted him to, I was like, bro, I was like, keep her around, bro. Like, you don't, this, this doesn't have to be the end of, of it all. You know what I mean? Like, just take a little time, you know, talk about it. I don't know. I like, I wanted to see her stick around. So I'm glad he gave her the rose. I'm glad she accepted, you know, another thing just, uh, we've been doing a, a mostly good job of this, this episode, not being incredibly, uh, brotastic, but I gotta say, and, and this might not even be brotastic. This might be something for everybody, but you know, because of the nature of this type of show and the way they physically show people, we don't mm. really get to see butts. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of from the waist up. You see a lot of from the waist up. We see yeah. a lot of boobs. We yeah. get an idea of sort of torso shape. But then when we see the women fully, we either see them fully, they're standing, perhaps like in the rose ceremony, maybe moving around. We see them sitting on couches a lot. Mm -hmm. We don't really get to see the butts a lot. And There's as a, some of that mom gene action on the catwalk, but I think, I think maybe you were... You were distracted by that acid wash, by that, by that, by that stone wash denim. By that light ass Daddy. denim. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's not until they start crying and walking away from the camera. That we get to see the butts? Yeah. Yeah. I wish that the butts were more involved in the sense that, you know, in a way, the whole the whole audience is living vicariously through through Zach. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. That's the premise. I'm an ass guy. You know, yeah. I mean, I love boobs. Boobs are fine. But if I'm, you know, something that is important to me is, is butts. And I feel like some of the, the people, you know, you might be like, why does he like her more than this other person? But maybe this person has a, a, a nicer butt, but we don't really know. We don't get to see. I don't get to know how much the butt is involved in the decision making. That's a great point. That's a, you raise a great point. I'm just hella curious about where the butts fit in. Because, you know, we're making assumptions on these women based on, you know, our physical assumptions based on them essentially from the waist up. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we see them most of the time. We get, we get glimpses. We get peaks. 
But anyways, I just I was just uh, I was curious. I was thinking about that. And you're right, the jeans. The jeans were the first glimpse. I think everything at the pool was front facing, and then I think uh, I don't think evening gowns in general do a lot for the backside. Anyways, you know, it's kind of hidden and like suppressed. Depends on the uh, drape, and probably depends on the butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables that go into it, but that's something I'm definitely going to be looking for in future episodes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to check. So after uh, Zach poorly reacts to the presence of a five-year-old, likely my, there's the final group date, which, from what I can tell, is nothing but a mini cocktail hour where they they go out at night, they sit around outside trying not to look cold, right? Apparently, there was um, a day part that we just didn't get to see. So it, it's all just a giant kissing booth, right? So I just started taking notes during this section of who got kissed and who didn't get kissed. Well, I have the perfect sample to take us into that. I live, eat and breathe for a makeout session. That's the theme of this date, basically. Amen. Headed into this, and I want to take a step back and just reference my early contenders, right? Well, one of my top five is Gabby from Vermont. I wrote down, right, Gabby better perform because this is it, right? This is the whole premise is that she has not, you know, she hasn't even talked to him and she's, which says obviously like she's only gotten this far based on looks, right? Which makes sense. She's a looker. Great. But like, she kind of looks like she would spike a volleyball into me. You know what I mean? Like she look, you know, she's got some height. She's kind of Amazon. She has an athletic jaw. Yeah. She looks like she's, she would be like the next prime minister of like New Zealand or something. So as soon as I write that down, boom, the 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 woman from New York gets kissed. And then it's just like make out sesh after make out sesh, which is, it's a lot to handle, I think, visually. It's, this is the most, I feel like it's the most, there's not even conversations. There's just kissings. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest and probably for his immune system. I was you know? thinking about that too. Someone's oh, going to get sick, bro. Bro, you've got to get tested, you know? Morning, Balin. <laughs> so... <laughs> Greer gets a full-on makeout sesh because she's already, you know, like one of the front runners. Inexplicably, might I add. I mean, I feel like Greer is like a walking red solo cup. You know what I mean? Like she just is like, she still has that. I, I'm sure. What is she like? Twenty-four. She still it screams like, like University of Wisconsin, like sorority party or something. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just odd. Like I don't get it. Like she's up in his rankings. And um, and this is when you know maybe we get too like broy, but like she sticks out like a sore thumb from like most of the other contestants. I think, as I said in the the episode uh, before this, you know, she looks like she looks like a good time, and I see her do things. I've caught her, I think, twice now, like giving him these looks. Like when she accepted, um, when she accepts his rose at the at the end of the episode, she like accepts it, and she like locks in with this little like she just gives him this look and i just yeah, she's doing yeah. she's doing a thing you know she's what i doing mean a thing. she's definitely given the vibes she's just got him you know what i mean she's giving him uh you know virtual virtual hand jobs every time she's like interacting with him so for sure so that katie gets a kiss and then it's just rapid fire right katie kiss and anastasia one of my early contenders who has underperformed at least on the editing side of it. Like she's, she's not making a cut. She said that she, when she was like, yeah, he told me how attractive I am. She definitely said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She was like one of the few not kisses 
<laughs> but she had that like lip bite. A lot of lip gloss too. I feel like she was she was just glistening. She was ready. Like she was oiled up. <laughs> yeah, she was she was prepared. She was prepped. So charity just got the kiss and that sad story. Like out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. Jess was like, tell me something unique about you. Like something nobody knows. And he was like, I was supposed to die. <laughs> Dude, whoa. <laughs> Dial it back, Zach. Like Zach's like, yeah, after kissing six women, now's the time. Now's the time I'm just gonna open <laughs> yeah. up like a clam. First concert. Nickelback. <laughs> Tell me something interesting. That would have been amazing if instead of that story, he just started talking about Nickelback again. And then once I DJ this all Nickelback set, yeah, I DJ this mega mix. I did a remix for Chad from Nickelback. Oh my gosh. So, so then it all leads to my girl Gabby getting her final moment in one of the most awkward one-on-ones where she's making up these nicknames. The names, dude. I, she's got a funny delivery, dog. Like I appreciate Mandy her Mandy called so it. She was like, she's going to be the funny one. And yeah, uh, that's right. She did. She did yeah, call it. Yeah. She's definitely, she's the funny little quirkster. Yeah. I, I liked her nickname shit. Everyone seems to think it was pretty awkward. I thought it was super cute though. Well, they probably played that awkward music, like, you know, like, boing, <laughs> you know, like they're just doing all the dumb, like, ooga, ooga. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing a bunch of dumb sound effects on her, probably. Freaking producers. <laughs> but gets no kiss, right? So her and, I mean, everyone else, you know, you know, got their gums, you know, flossed by. Dude. I live, eat and breathe for a makeout session. That's everybody. Yeah. And then he goes around at the end and it's like, gives everyone like gives everyone this highlight play-by-play of each of their interactions at the end. Like, so awkward. He said something about giving a frick, and it really bothered me. Amen. He just said it like he was scared of the word fuck. You know what I mean? He's also the same guy who opened up episode one with by saying like, do I deserve this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. All right, cool. Well, I think we're, we're well beyond that. Like, you're Ooh. on the show. Just roll with it, dude. So that that group date ends, right? And then they all file out. Gabby's in her head about her poor performance or her perceived poor per performance. And it's on to the cocktail hour. Everyone's got to get changed up, right? It's time for your next round of gowns. And then he's got to give this next big speech, right? He's in front of all the women where he, you know, awkwardly tells them all like that they're all hot and that he's not deserving of being here or some terrible <laughs> toast. He's got to give the worst toast on earth. Like, it's so awkward. Yeah, he's he's rough in that department. And then he calls out uh, Ms. Mandrell, if you're nasty, for like, <laughs> and it was so great when you met my family. And this was one of the best parts of this episode is when Christina goes, uh, I never told them that I met your family. Yeah. And they, I mean, there's a room of 20 women all with hilarious, like, dagger eyes like they've all become ninjas like they're all ready to like attack i loved it that's what sets off you know we haven't talked about uh brianna who absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous entrepreneur but just too in her own head for her own good and she's basically been Mm -hmm. self-sabotaging every interaction that she has with zach you know here's a here's a perfect psychological thing yeah so brianna Initially, probably very stoked that she got, quote unquote, America's first impression rose. Mm -hmm. She's super stoked about that, right? She gets to walk up to the mansion holding a fucking rose, wearing a dress, 
Kind seemingly made out of roses. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So she's riding high. But then it, with the passage of time, she realizes that Zach never, Zach didn't give her that rose. Yeah. America did. It's a popularity contest. Yeah. Zach hasn't really even talked to her all that much. And when they did talk, you know, so she, she starts, even though she says the word spiral like 50 times this episode, she was already spi spiraling way before that, you know, when she yeah. realized that things weren't quite, you know, what they seemed, I guess. This last uh, moment with Christina really uh, gets her out of sorts and has her flashing back to Christina being a little playfully bitchy with her. I think more playful than bitchy, but giving her a bit of a hard time on uh, on night one, uh, that leads to um, like one of this, uh, I guess the only uh, real confrontation of this episode. I think it was it was super super manufactured i felt like she it was such a stretch because i remember seeing them in the first episode that that first night at the bar she's like oh my god i hate you jk like what is that like she's just searching for stuff it seemed kind of like manufactured drama to you feel like the producers were like hey you should go ask christina why she was a bitch to you yeah and then like Christina, I think, handled it as well as she could. I think anyone in their right mind, though, who wasn't worried about the perception of America and the perception of how it could get back to um, Zephaniah, Zachariah, you know, is like she tries to put on her best face. But anyone in their right mind would have been like, yeah, I was kidding. You're like overreacting. Chill out. Like, go worry about yourself. Like, it was just it seemed very it was like. Yeah, she was already spiraling, but it just she took it a step too far, and it's just like this isn't even like a real thing. Do you feel? Are you saying that she manufactured it, or that the producers encouraged the drama? Are you saying who made it? Who manufactured it? I feel like well, that's a great question because well, I, just want to, I just want to know for sure what you were what you were meaning when you said that. I initially blamed her, but because of where she was mentally, anyways. But I feel like it, it could have definitely been from the producers. But um, it does segue into the preview for week two, right? You get a tinge of the Christina Mandrell is a bully, right? Because that's where they kind of previewed. I never watch the previews because I want to be surprised every episode. But mm -hmm. uh, I did read that it appears that Christina is getting somewhat of a villain edit in yep. the next episode. Is for that what sure. it looks like? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It's like... You know, Mandrell gets like the bully edit and then she can't believe it. Right. And then she's sobbing, crying, too. But um, I think they're just laying the breadcrumbs there to kind of get you there. Um, and so but I thought it was interesting that when what's your name? Brianna went to Zach with it. He just like flipped it on her like real quick. Like he wasn't having it. He was like, actually, I think our interactions are forced. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of feeling that. I think a lot of people, I, just from going on Twitter and like just, you know, just seeing what, what the latest chatter is, people are starting to like give it up for Zach, you know? And I feel like the bar is set so low that he does anything where it even shows he either has some balls or he just doesn't have time. I mean, like... Yeah, I hate, I, I hate, I'm so, I'm also proud of, of Brianna though, for tucking it, bro, because she wanted to say that name. She wanted to say that name so bad and she, oh God, she, but she didn't fucking do it because she thought about it. And at the last minute, I feel like she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. But just in general, we know 
We know, and I know these people watch this damn show. You gets nowhere with the rat a tat tat, bro. Yeah, you can stop snitching for sure. The big rat, big rat energy doesn't doesn't get you shit. Did any other interactions from that final cocktail night stick out to you from episode two? Because I had two more in in the clip. One. Yeah, what you got? What you got? Gabby finally gets her comeuppance, right? She breaks out this jar. Part of me is like, ooh, what's in the jar? I hope it's peyote. Hope it's peyote. You know, who knows? <laughs> you know, like, what are they going to eat together? Then she finally, you know, you're like, okay, thank God she's going to stick around. Great. The other she one killed was, it. She killed it. Hold on, just to, just to reflect it. on that. She killed it with the fucking peanut butter cups. Mm -hmm. Did you see the fucking look on Zach's face? Yeah, he was That is like the, some of the most stoked slash hype he's looked this entire season. Mm -hmm. He was about those things. I wonder if when he was like a, you know, when he was a, a heavier man, if those were like his, his thing, those were like his, mm -hmm. his passion, mm -hmm. his weakness, his like Achilles, his, his Achilles heel. His nickelback. Yeah. First concept. Nickelback. I mean, so that, that was great. The other one was um, Brooklyn finally getting some camera time and showing that like, she's no joke. Dude. She can rope that her rope, her roping was tough bro she cinched that thing she killed it with the rope i mean is she the token cowgirl i think so you know yellowstone's <laughs> very big but she is the token like yellowstone character on this and but like to her credit dude like she started slanging that rope i mean you saw it in the clips like she can ride you know whatever but like on camera in front of this man that she's trying to impress dude she roped that little calf daddy it was it was it was I was mad impressed. Yeah, Zach was not too nice with the lasso, but I imagine it takes uh takes a little getting used to. That's right. Of the people who got sent home, we had the um yep. the ice princess looking woman whose name I don't recall, but she had very uh powerful bone structure. Yes, yeah, so I had to look her up. Do you know what her name was? I can't remember. Victoria Jameson. <laughs> What? She looks like a Victoria Jameson. <laughs> she looked like a Victoria Jameson. She's a makeup artist, especially with those eyebrows, bro. Oof. Yeah, her eyebrows were were serious. Like look like skateboard grip tape. <laughs> we lost Cat. Not a surprise. It would have been nice to, if the if the producers had had her around just for more just for more takes just for more more looks just for more looks and more uh drop splits everyone loves a good drop splits in the middle of the club hell yeah um and my my thug my thug princess kimberly was, oh, um, I know. was sent home she was so ratchet dude i really just wanted to hear her speak more kimberly gutierrez the hospitality manager yeah from la that's right we might have run into her out there um <laughs> did you know where cat was from no Chevy Chase, Maryland. I thought it was a typo. That's a city? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yeah. You know? So her name is Kat Wong from Chevy Chase, Maryland. I'm like, you got to stick. You got, she got to stick around just for that. I mean, what a bio line wow. there. She lives in, uh, she's, she, so along with nurses, there's also mm -hmm. um, a lot of women who live in New York. I think there's at least two dancers. Mm -hmm. But I remember reading bios and there were so many bios that were like, so-and-so likes to bop around New York listening to, you know, fill in the blank while looking for a hot dog or while shopping for a jacket or yeah. while it was just all like so-and-so likes to bop in New York listening to so-and-so doing so-and-so. Yeah. Did you, so you say you don't watch the previews on the way out, right? Because you want to be mm -mm. surprised, right? Correct. But did you, 
Did, did you re- watch some of the extra kind of B-roll over the I outro mean, I watched them talking about farts. I mean, the last word yes. I wrote down is farts. Yes. So like, that's the only time that Victoria Jameson got time yeah. when she's defending farting. So all of the women that got sent home, I wrote down Kat, Kimberly, and some brunette who was fine with farting. <laughs> like this poor woman, like she finally gets her, she didn't make the show at all. She's just talking about farting. Brutal. Well, you know what, though? There's going to be uh, somebody's going to write something and say, you know, that she's cool because she's not fake like these other women like morning, Balin talking about running, running across the street. <laughs> I don't know if it was. I think it was actually Catherine and uh, Anastasia that were saying this, but talking about uh, like, you know, they wouldn't they would like leave the house just to fart or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand at the beginning of a relationship when you hold that some of that shit in, but like obviously it can't last forever. Right. Like no. the sooner in my and for me, the sooner you get that out of the way the better because holding in farts is not it's it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable you and victoria jameson yeah i mean you know i don't know that i'm gonna go i would want to be on tv talking about my defense of of the fart game but you Mm. know i mean i think it's i think it's a good thing to acknowledge you know i still like to have loud uh like loud music on or something if i'm taking a shit i don't have a a fan in my bathroom so if there's the potential for the the house to be very quiet and then while I'm making plops, you know what I mean? While there's We got to work on that. Yeah, we got to work on that. You don't have no fart fan. That's crazy. I'll put on some, uh, I'll put on just some brown, some loud brown noise, you know? <laughs> I'm like, you producing that brown noise, dog. <laughs> For real. First concert. Nickelback. All right. So on the way out, you don't do previews at all because I don't want to spoil it for you because there's two major highlights. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't have a show like this and not do it, man. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to grin and bear it, man. And I'll, I'll literally be hearing this for the first time. So. All right. So you want me to hit you? Yeah, let, let's 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 do it. For two the, major in the, in two, the name of media. There's two major themes, right? One of them we've already hinted at. It's Christina Mandrell, trademark, is a bully, right? Okay. And the other one is Katie's walk of shame. There is an early. So I mean, you, I'm not surprised based on how much like France kissing has been going on, but apparently. Katie stays the night with him early in the game and the house goes crazy. Listen, listen, I said it. I said it in the first app. Well, just technically the second app, but I see Katie. I saw, I saw Katie going far. Yeah. Top five. Because Katie, she's funny too. She's funny. She's cute. She's got the nurse, a nurse job. I just feel like that kind of says something about, you know, who you are and you know, yeah, you're successful. There's just, there's just a lot of, She's got a lot of a, a lot of pluses, and um, they seem like they have a vibe. So mm-hmm. that's wild. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Zach's horny. He may be boring, but he's horny. Yeah. Well, at least he keeps it trimmed. You could tell in that shower, you know, <laughs> that shower scene. <laughs> what if? What if? What if? As it go, what if that was like a fade? What if as you go down, he's really got the Edgar haircut down there? The Edgar. He's got some bangs. He's got the for real, for real. He's got he's the busting for real, for real haircuts in the pubes. With all the cross promos, like how is Manscaped not involved in this? Like how is he not just body shearing himself? You know. With, yeah, like we're zooming in on the on the label and shit. Morning, Balin. Man, this has been fun, man. You know, initially when I started watching the first one, the very first thing I wrote down in my notebook was, "Why did I agree to this?" <laughs> <laughs> I live, eat, and breathe for a makeout session. It's so bad though. Like the first music and like all the production values, and then it's all Jesse Palmer. But uh, man, I'm 
I'm happy to be here. This has been great. And uh, and like Zach, you know, I asked myself, you know, do I des- why do I deserve this? You know, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here, part of the Sparse Mansion Media family. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am strong. I was hard. <laughs>